Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Knew in the Moment, the podcast. I'm your host, Phil Friedrich, and today I am honored to have Emerson Hannon with me. Emerson is the founder of Classy Clean Chic, and in today's story, you're going to hear a lot of pivotal moments. She didn't set off in her original career to start a lifestyle and clothing and fashion brand, and now she's doing that. Tune in. Hello and welcome to another episode of Who Knew in the Moment, the podcast. Today, I am honored to have Emerson Hannon with me. She is the founder of Classy Clean Chic and a couple of just random notes for you that are, you know, big Emerson fans. Uh, You may already know this, but if she's going to be karaoke, her song is Skater Boy. And if you're trying to send her some gifts, uh, maybe send her some Reese's Pieces. So Emerson, thanks so much for being on today. I hope you get a bunch of Reese's Pieces sent to you. I would, I would love Reese's Pieces. Hello, I'm so excited to be on. Um, fun fact, when I was in college, actually, we knew on the vending machine that Reese's Pieces was C9. So we would say, <laughs> let's go and get some C9. And we didn't even talk about what it was. We just said we'd go and get C9. So yeah, those are good. Those are good. <laughs> talk about an inside joke, right? Inside secret. I mean, you say C9 to anyone else, no one even knows. But no, no you one guys knew. Yes, yes. Oh, that's awesome. Well, so to kick off your story, we'll start with growing up, your dad was an engineer. And so oftentimes that kind of sparks for people. Well, that's an interesting career, right? Or it's something you know. So just talk a little bit about that growing up, you know, things that maybe were intriguing to you, even about your dad's career then. Yeah. So growing up, I always liked math and science. I was good at math and science. So then I liked it because I was good at it. I, it was came easy. I do good on the tests. And so I was like, oh, this is fun. So um, I always loved that. And then um, when it was kind of came time to let's where, what do I want to do as far as a career? I was like, well, I think engineering, I have those skills. I like problem solving. Um, and then my dad was obviously, he was an electrical engineer and he kind of went up the path doing that um, in his career. And so I was like, well, maybe that's an option. And then when I had the option, sometimes when you apply to schools, they don't make you pick what the engineering and then sometimes they do. And so like chemical was like, no, that was not for me. That was too many like words and things. Um, Cause I'm actually dyslexic. So then that was just not, that didn't play to my strengths. Um, and so then when I applied to Villanova, electrical engineering was one of the options. And that's what my dad was actually. And I just picked it and I was like, well, I'll just try it when we get there. And I liked it. And I guess I continued for four years and then got my master's. So, so let, let's talk about how we arrive at Villanova because you're, you're not necessarily uh, from the East coast. So how did Villanova become the, the spot you wanted to be? Yeah. So I actually, I knew I didn't want to go everyone from Colorado goes to nothing against it but CU or Colorado University or Colorado State University and I was just like I'm not gonna stay here I'm going to go away um and I so I once you open it up outside of Colorado it's you're already a plane ride because there's really not that much around there and I'm not going to be uh I'm probably not going to go to a Utah school nothing against the but that's just not wasn't going to be me um and so then we opened it up and so I actually went to visit a couple schools in Pennsylvania I went to Lehigh Bucknell and Villanova I loved Villanova and was like oh I look like I could be friends with these girls on campus 
I got lost at Lehigh and it's on a big hill. So I hated it. And then I think Bucknell, like nobody was on campus for whatever reason. And so got into Villanova. And so then I just was like, oh, okay, I'm gonna um, go here. And I was super excited. And so, yeah, I wanted them to be kind of like a smaller liberal arts with good, with an engineering, obviously. And then also with having school spirit and those types of things as well, so. Yeah, well, and you end up deciding that you want to contribute to the school spirit. So talk about uh, some extracurricular things that you got to yeah, do. Yeah, if, if you want to giggle, look up Emmy Hannon on YouTube <laughs> and you can see my Villanova tryout video. If you want to <laughs> you want to giggle, uh, yes. Um, so anyway, I did, I tried out and I did the Villanova cheerleading team. So we cheered for football and basketball, which was super fun. We got to sit on the court. Um, was really, really cool experience. We traveled with them a little bit. Um, so I met some of my best girlfriends through that, which was fabulous. Um, but yeah, no, it was a really cool experience. And um, I mean, it's, it's a lot of time though, doing that too, yes. doing it <laughs> and engineering, but um, I loved it. Yeah, no, I played basketball in college. So anyone that does the extracurricular activity, you know, outside of just normal schoolwork, it's like, yes, you have taken on a big, big task at hand. So no, I feel like it's like a full time job in it it of itself and people. Yeah, but it, and with cheerleading, too, it's like there's no scholarships, there's no nothing with it or whatever. And but it's, it's a fabulous time and you get to, you know, get some, I don't know, it's fun. So I had a, I really enjoyed it. Um, there are a lot of great girls that were on that on the team with me as well, and some of them were engineers too. Fun fact. That is a fun fact. I like. Yeah, it. yeah. So with that, and you know, one thing I want to talk about because it'll be a por- important part of your story as we go is leaving Colorado. Really, probably knowing nobody at Villanova. Um, you know, it's an opportunity that you can either be a little bit scared about right because like well I know nobody I'm gonna have to put myself out there or you can look at it as like hey it's a cool opportunity right I can meet a whole new group of people and uh, seek things out so talk a little bit about that piece for you just being in a new environment and you know cultivating new relationships yeah so I would say I've always been pretty good at making new friends so when I was in high school I did a competitive cheerleading team and so I, you obviously don't know anyone. So I made girlfriends through that. So I kind of had some experience doing that. And then when I went away to school, obviously I made all my friends that were on cheer because you're hanging out all the time. So you're gonna, so that made it helpful as well. Um, but the other thing too, that was kind of hard is I was in Delury, which is like a campus. It was like on campus away from all the other freshmen. And so that was something that I think was like difficult for me because it was only 80 kids in my dorm and I and this engineering one. I'm like, why they put me over here? And um, so that it ended up, I made some great friends through that, but that was something that was kind of like difficult because I felt like I wasn't with everyone else. But then sophomore year, I got to be where all the, the cool people were or whatever. Um, but I mean, I think, I think college is a little bit easier making friends. Um, I would say like moving then because so after college, I don't not to jump my thing, but Go I moved to yeah. I moved to Kalamazoo, Michigan, and that's where I got my first job. And so I guess I would say there though, I worked at Stryker. It was the headquarters there as an engineer, and they were that was the headquarters. There was a lot of young kids getting jobs there, a lot of people looking for friends. So I would say that was again pretty easy. 
Um, and then it wasn't until then I moved to Minneapolis where I live now to work at Medtronic. Um, was a little bit more difficult making friends because the job that I had didn't really have built-in friends like the one before. And so now I kind of had to um, make my own friends on my own. And I, when I moved here, I actually just got a, a boyfriend and just picked his friend. And then we broke up. I was like, I don't have any friends. I got to work mm. on this. So, so that's been a lot of this past year and this year I've been working on just growing those like friendships and relationships and putting yourself out there. And um, I would say I kind of treat like friends like dating. Um, so decide, okay, don't just like try to make something work. And if they're not reciprocating and they're not seeing if you want to hang out and if they're not putting in the same effort you're putting in, then maybe that's not a great relationship. And so that piece, and then also thinking after I hang out with them, how do I feel after I hang out with this said person? Am I full? Am I feeling like, oh, that was such a great experience? Um, Or am I feeling drained or I don't know what, and then kind of going from there. And so I think it's, I mean, I feel like we so much have just easy friends when you're in middle school and all of those times. And then nobody really talks as much about how to make friends when you're old or, you know, right. No, I mean, you're not old, but I get what you're saying. You know, you're older, you know, out of of college, over 25. Yes. Yes. Say that. Absolutely. So, so talking a little bit about that and, you know, different friendships, relationships along the way, um, you know, you, you mentioned, Hey, left Villanova, went to Kalamazoo, then to Minneapolis. So throughout that time, you know, did you continue to have a kind of a core nucleus of people that you stayed in contact with, or was that really kind of this evolutionary time of meeting new people and new relationships each spot I went? I would say a lot of meeting new people and new relationships. I mean, I think it's difficult to be close with someone when you don't live near them. Um, And, you know, what what are you doing this weekend? Okay, well, we're not going to be seeing each other. So why do I, I mean, no offense, why do I care what you're doing? I mean, I do, but you know. Um, So I would say kind of, I mean, I do have some girlfriends from each of those spots. um, But when I was in that spot, I would say I like had more friends that I was closer with. I kind of think of it more as like your stage in life that this is a friend for we're going to be closer in this stage in our life and maybe in the future we'll end up being closer again but right now we're not and and that's okay um especially because people grow and change so you know some of my friends they get married and they have kids and i'm single and we're on complete i have a dog and that's it and then you know we're in completely different wavelengths and so maybe and then maybe a period later all that will be more my life and we'll be more closer at that point so I think you know being okay with that too and not getting upset you know oh I'm not as close with that person okay yeah so I don't know (laughs) absolutely no I like it I mean I think there is you know I I usually say it this way there's People either come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime, right? And they, they're okay. either there to teach you a specific something, they're there for a period of time, and that that was it. And then there's other people that you got them for life, right? I mean, the, you know, you're attached at the hip, and you just need those people. So I think you know that's sometimes a good way to think about some of those relationships that we have. Yeah, and I feel like I also kind of think for I don't know, I think for guys you have longer relationships than girls. I feel like women have so many different changes with their how they are and what type, like, I mean, I used to drink and now I don't. And I like just you, you change. I mean, not that guys don't change. I don't know. I just feel like it's like sports and like, let's go lift. And like, do you like to golf? Like nothing against that, but you know, we're like crying and like, I don't know. 
So we're just different. I, and that's okay. I agree. I agree a hundred percent on all of those levels. Yes. Okay. Okay. Don't, don't offend anyone. Just that's just what I've surmised. <laughs> you are just fine. No, I love it. So as you're, you know, working, you mentioned, hey, uh, from the transition from Kalamazoo to Minneapolis, it was for a job change and you're enjoying what you're doing, uh, but you had also always enjoyed fashion. And so if I understand it correctly, your mom talked you into potentially starting a blog. So yes, kind of. So <laughs> I would say I, well, and also I moved to Minneapolis because for a job, but I also, I loved Stryker. So if anyone wants to work there, I loved it. Kalamazoo was just too small for me. Yep. And the, and so anyway, so I just, they're, uh, they like fishing and hunting and uh, drinking and those were not things for me. So I moved. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, so then I moved to, and I actually had had my, I opened, so a lot of things I do is I would say copying or not copy I get ideas from other people and then just make it my own yeah um, my yeah. sister my sister had this idea of making an Instagram to talk about fitness and hers was I don't remember it was like three f's or something like that fit bad I don't know not fab fit fun because that's something else but something like that yeah. and so yeah. then I was like oh I want to make one so then I made classy clean chic and so that was I feel like that was 2016 okay. and so I was posting like fitness type things um, but then I would get a boyfriend and then I didn't post for eight months or something. And then I got, and then when I moved here, I kind of was like, oh, well maybe I'll start posting. I was posting near selfies. So I wouldn't wear the same outfit twice. Um, and, and in this same time, I think it was about 2016, my mom, she started doing emptiness style. So she had an Instagram and she was posting her daily outfits because she was going into the office and she grew a lot too. So she kind of grew, she grew to like, I would say 30,000 followers and she was yeah. posting every day. And um, she applied for like to know it and started earning commission. I was like, oh, well, that seems kind of cool. Like you're earning money and you get free stuff sometimes. And so I was like, hmm, like what's, what's about that? So then it was, I think then when I moved here in 2000, it would have been 2017. I stopped drinking and then I was kind of posting a little bit more and then it was 2018 I was like I kind of like what kind of friends could I I was honestly to make some friends like what kind of friends could I make yeah um, maybe ones that are bloggers they don't drink that much maybe that would be a good option for me <laughs> and so then I was like okay and then I wanted to be part of this blogger club here and they said you had to have a blog in order to start <laughs> to be a part of it and so I had my Instagram but not a blog and I was like all right fine so I started my blog and then started trying. Um, so that was 2018. And I learned a lot from my mom about, cause she had had the like to know it. I applied to like to know it actually in January of 2018, got denied. And then again in summer, I know, right? They needed me. <laughs> Does your mom ever talk crap about that? Be like, I got yeah, it. Yeah, no, 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 not really, but I don't know. But, and then again, in the summer, uh, in the summer of 2018, then I got it for real and was on it. And so I started earning commission and just kind of grew from there. Yeah. So what, I mean, I'd love to just say, yeah, I grew from there. End of story, guys. We're, we're done. No, but we're not done. Yeah. But I, <laughs> let's, I just felt like I was talking too much. I wanted to take a breath. <laughs> I, just, I just, I talk a lot. Yeah. <laughs> You're great. So let's, okay. let's, let's highlight that. So yeah. 
I think for a lot of people, especially in today's world of the social platforms or whatever, would look and say, all right, well, Emerson, yeah, I mean, it's easy for her to do it. She's got, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers or Emerson's got this. But you had to start with minimally, right, or, or none. So how do you kind of, or what would you say to somebody to encourage them to just start, right? You know, hey, don't worry about you're not at where I'm at and you shouldn't expect to be day one, but here's why you should just start. I think so many people, I actually used to do, I would do like coaching calls a little bit. So like intro people, um, now little shameless plug. I do have like a side gig to six figs. It's like a half hour session. You can buy at classicleadchic.com if you want it. Um, but anyway, one of the things is people are just so afraid to just start. And what if yeah. it's not perfect? And what if it's not, it's not going to look like yours and my outfit's silly and I don't have a new, it just I feel like people just need to just, just go for it and try something. I think, I don't know, people are afraid to push buttons or, you know, not like just put, like, just try something and see, yeah. see, see what happens. Um, I would just say, you know, go ahead and, and start and, and try. And then you learn from that. Um, I think, and I think other people too get so overwhelmed with, I'm good at fashion. I'm good at cooking. I like my dog. I like, to work out, I would just say, and then that's overwhelming and that's overwhelming yeah. to someone that you're posting. So I think I would say, just pick one thing that you like the most and just do that one thing and just keep learning how to do that one thing really good. Um, I would say, so just go ahead and start. And then I would say like, pick one thing yeah, and then yeah. do that. So I, I, I love that advice because I think that's really relevant, right? Opposed to trying to be everything to everyone, find your niche or find the thing that kind of like you talked about earlier with friends, right? Find yeah. the thing that gives you a lot of uh, excitement. Hey, when I get done with this, I feel more energized opposed to energy drained. And that yeah. will obviously help you. But the second thing I would ask then, and maybe this is you talking a little bit more about your brand, you know, what separates you? Because you're not the only person that does this, yeah. but no. but you've no. created a phenomenal, you know, following. I, I don't know what we'll call them, maybe like the Hannah Knights. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure out some <laughs> great, great. Followers are friends. <laughs> well, we'll create some great name for them. But, yeah. you know, talk a little bit about that, you know, how you separate yourself or what you think is the differentiator for you and your ability to grow your brand. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, 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 it's tough. I would say it, it changes as you can, like, I think one of the main things as I would say is continually trying to, um, reinvent yourself and re and kind of change yourself. I think, I mean, one of the things that sets me apart from everyone else is I'm single mm. from all the other bloggers. Cause majority of them are married with children right. or going to have children or are in a serious relationship. So I think that's one of the things that definitely sets me apart from everyone else. When I first started, it was obviously that I was an engineer and doing this at the same time. I would say that was like one of the things. Um, and then it was kind of, I mean, most of the girls are a size two. And at that point I was like a four or a six. And so I feel like that was one of the things that set me apart. Mm. Now I put that away. I lost, lost some weight. And so then now I'm not, but, um, so, but I think now I think it just being, um, just me kind of people want to know about relationships and all of that. And I think that's, um, and kind of doing everything on your own, like, you know, buying a condo, getting my dog by myself, traveling by myself, just doing it kind of all on my own. I feel like that's one of the things that definitely sets me apart from everyone else. That's also doing the same type of thing. Yeah. 
No, I love it. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about her vulnerability in a little bit. But so let's oh, talk. <laughs> so let's talk. I can't about... wait. <laughs> so the transition, right? So there's a period of time where you are working a full time job and getting this started. You didn't just say, oh, I'm done with my job and I'm going to write my first blog and I'm going to get my first 10 followers. There was some overlap there. So what ended up being kind of the the catalyst or the, you know, the event that said, you know what, I'm going to pursue this as, as a full time opportunity. Yeah. So I think, I mean, 2018 was just kind of learning and then 2019 was really growing. Um, and then that was the year where I started seeing the money kind of come in. And I was like, I, maybe I could do this full time. Like I could start seeing it. I had girlfriends that did it full time. I I have two really close girlfriends that live here that helped me a lot with different things here. And one of them was already full-time. The other one just went full-time. Um, and so I was like, well, maybe I can. And, um, and then I think it was over Thanksgiving break, 2019, I like ran the numbers of how much I made blogging. And then it was like, I made more blogging than my engineering job. And I just said, okay, I think I'm, I think it was just too hard to try to do two things. Great. Yes. It was really hard because yes. I had picked, I'd already picked the other one. And then I felt bad when I was at my engineering job. Um, it just, it, it's really hard to do two, two jobs like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, absolutely. So, so what, for you, what would you say in that kind of 2019 of growing time frame? you know, were there specific things that you remember, you know, kind of those pivotal moments that you look back, you're like, oh man, that really helped grow a lot. Or, you know, this type of, you know, activity helped me a lot. Like growing your following. Yeah, gr- yeah, growing kind of traction. I feel, with that. You know, I think people think that there's just one moment where it happens yep. from the outside. I think it looks that way. And when you're in it, it's it's consistency, showing up every day, continuing and, and looking and saying, oh, these things don't work well. Or um, people, so at one point I was posting food pictures and outfit pictures. And then I looked at all of my analytics on what people are liking. And then I was like, what's at the bottom? And I looked at the bottom and it was all food picks. I was like, okay, no more food picks. We're all done. No more. So I think being able to kind of like, it's literate iterations. And I mean, I still continue after that looking at the bottom. What are people not liking? You know, they're hating mirror selfies. Okay. No more mirror selfies. We're all done with that. Or, and you know, you can go back and try again later and maybe people will like it in the future, but I think it's being okay with, you know, looking at the, what are people not liking and being okay with that. And then growing and changing um and being open to growing and changing who you are like as you continue to and that I think that's what helps you grow the most if you continue to say the same thing say the same do the same thing you're going to be boring yeah well and I think from the outside perspective I think something that's very interesting that a lot of people don't look at is I mean this is truly a business you know just like any business you're you're evaluating hey at the end of the year we offered this, but it lost us money. Well, probably we don't want to do that or we need to figure out a way to make that more profitable for us, right? Yeah. And it's the same thing for you. It's not like, oh, hey, I just kind of post all the same stuff that I want to. You, To a degree, you know, well, what's going to resonate with my market and that allows you to cultivate this following. Yeah, and I think people too, uh, I think what I learned, I would say maybe in 2019 is to not take it personally. Mm -hmm. So, you know, oh, they didn't like this picture. They hate me. No, they just don't like that type of a picture or they're not interested in that topic. They don't want to learn about that. Um, So I think 
putting it more as a business and saying, okay, how can I get people to buy this sweater? How can I get people to watch my story? How can I get people to like and comment on my picture? So that's I kind of think of it that way instead, which, but I don't know. Yeah, I love it. So as, as you're growing and progressing, I know you started to mention, hey, there was ways that I was generating revenue in my business. So talk a little bit about some, how some of those partnerships came to be. And, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure not everyone was just knocking on your door saying, hey, you know, uh, would you offer our products? Like, I'm sure there was, especially in the beginning, a lot of reaching out. So talk a little bit about that and, you know, the process there, because once again, I'm sure that's not an easy thing to do. Yeah. So when it, when I started out, I mean, I would just, I would see other, I, I would see other girls post about some sort of brand that was similar size to me. And then I would just DM them. And so I would DM, DM them and, and say, Hey, like, love your X, Y, Z would love to be able to work with you. Like, do you have any opportunities? And so I started doing that with gifted. And then I started doing that with I would say basically the same thing, but then ask if they have, do you have any uh, budget or marketing budget um, at all? And I would say, I mean, some girls don't reach out to anyone and they just kind of wait for people to come to them. I was like five a week. I was, I was reaching out to lots of people. And I think, um, I mean, I think that helps with like getting the partnerships. That helps with kind of getting the partnerships and those types of things as well. So I mean, the worst they're going to say is no, and it's on an email or in a, or in a DM, like whatever. So yeah. I think that's one of the things is really don't be afraid to reach out and ask for kind of what you want. And I, yeah. And it's just so weird. The first that I remember the feeling, the first time you get paid for something, you feel like you're stealing money from them. <laughs> I think it was like $300 for like a sunglass blog post. Um, iGogs. I think it was a Minneapolis brand, Minnesota brand, actually. And you just see, you're like, I feel like I'm stealing from them. Like I'm just, you know, but, yeah. and then but now I'm now I don't feel that way, but um, so I think it's okay to feel that way. It's okay to feel nervous about asking for money. It's okay to, it's weird. You're not, you're not used to it. You haven't done it before. So I think just once you do it more and more, then you'll get more comfortable with it. No doubt. Well, and you know, you think about it from the business's standpoint. I mean, today marketing is just so different than it used to be, right? I mean, back in the day, you know, you think of like the TV show Mad Men. I mean, you know, hey, t- or newspaper print articles, right? And this is what's going to get us uh, notoriety. Yeah. Well, today, uh, no, if I can find somebody that can rock my outfit and people like the way they look at it and they have hundreds of thousands of followers, we're going to get way more eyes on this than if I put it into a newspaper. And it's only going to cost me a couple hundred dollars opposed to thousands and thousands of dollars. So uh, yeah, there's definitely a lot of business opportunity there. Yeah, no, definitely. And well, now it's a little bit more, but yes. (laughs) Yeah, I love it. So for you today, um, once again, want to kind of highlight the vulnerability journey for you. And I think that's probably something that people will I would imagine are attracted to a lot, right? Is the fact that, Hey, you're, you're open, you're honest about pretty much everything in your life. (laughs) Like, Hey, I'm just here. I mean, like you said, whether it was the drinking side of things and deciding not to do that anymore, whether it was the weight loss part of it, you mentioned your dating life, right? There's all those different aspects. That's like, Hey, I'm just going to kind of invite you into my life and we're going to talk about it. So for you, I'm sure right away, it wasn't that easy to just be vulnerable about everything. You know, what allowed you to kind of work into that group? 
I would say I the opposite. I have to try to be less out there, less vulnerable. <laughs> I would say I like in my first job, I shared too much. My mom was like, you need to just, why are you telling that person that or like at work? And so I've always just been a very open person yeah. and yeah. shared things. And so I, I don't know. I feel like for me, it's pretty easy. I'm I guess I trust easily and I can just share. Um, I think sometimes I would say when it comes to like political views or some of the things that happen in Minneapolis, that was a little bit more difficult because obviously, I, and I'm not a political advocate. And so I had to go back and learn um, and do research and all of that because other, because I, what I, I wanted to share something, but I wanted to make sure what I was sharing was based on facts and actually my opinion and all of those things. So I think, um, I would say that that time period was difficult. Yeah. Um, the other stuff is, I, I feel like easier for me. <laughs> yeah. So with that, um, you know, you, you make a transition from working in a, a job that has people just around you to now really you're kind of operating by yourself, right? I mean, you're running your own brand, yeah. but you decide that I need a, I need a, a co-pilot on this deal. So talk yeah. about adding a co-pilot and, you know, what that's meant to you and what that's brought to just you personally, but also to the business side of things. Yeah. So I think, I think a lot of times too, bloggers or anyone, it's just that time where you're overworked and do you want to ask for help and how does that work and um, all of that. And so I was actually still working my engineering job. So it was 20 uh, it's 2019. And I was like, I feel like I need some help with someone else. Um, and so then I actually posted on my Instagram stories. I reached out and had interviewed a bunch of different people. There was this gal that said that she was, had experience and I was like, okay, great. And she was virtual. So I hired her and that did not end out well. Homegirl was saying that she was working 20 hours a week, 15 hours a week or something. I might be working two, maybe two hours for me. She was not, she was not, she was not working at all for me. So I had to be a big girl and say no more of this. Um, but I had interviewed a bunch of people and there, I remembered there was this girl that lived here. Her name was Jenna. And I was like, she just seemed like she was when I said no, she's like, well, let me know if you ever need any help with anything else. I just like oh, really cool. want to support you. Just like very sweet. Yeah. She's like, I don't, I don't know anything, but I learned work really hard and I learn really quickly. And she was like a biology degree. And I was like, well, I mean, so she's smart yeah. and you know, whatever. Um, and so then I reached out to her and said, Hey, what are you, you know, doing? I need more help. Cause I didn't want to say I was firing my other assistant. Right. I was like, I need some more help. Do you, do you want to come over this week? So she came over we worked together really well. Um, and so, and so that was 2019. So then I, that Friday, I fired the other girl and hired her and, um, the rest is kind of history. I mean, we work, we work really well together. She, so now I would say she works 35 hours a week for me. Um, she still has another full job where she works 30 hours a week. Um, so she'll come over in like the afternoon. So she comes over pretty much every day. Um, but during, during quarantine, which was nice, she, the other job, they were still paying her and she didn't have to go. So she'd come over <laughs> to me at 10 and we, we had, we had a lot of fun together <laughs> during that, during 2020, we had a lot of fun together, took my hair extensions out. What else did she do? I mean, had to take my nails off. Anyway, we, it was, it was a time. Um, but so we, we grew really close and then it's, she's obviously like, we spend a lot of time together. So we do 
we do get in like fight, uh, not like, well, you know, like she's very strong and has opinions and so do I. And so sometimes our opinions are not the same. And so I think, um, I would say it's more like, it feels like a sister relationship. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think being able to find someone that you can work together and she can say what she's thinking and I can say what I'm thinking. And if, even if we don't agree, we, I mean, whatever, we move forward. Or, and so we work really well together and I'm so happy that I have her and um, it's been, it's been really great. So if somebody doesn't feel like it's right, try again, because you, it's really great when you have somebody that works well with you. And I mean, I think also too, with having an assistant, you have to, what worked before doesn't work now. And so yep. you have to kind of grow and change and what does our relationship work differently? And then for me too, as managing that, um, what are the things that, you know, something's not working. Like she, you know, may, I don't even know, like she's saying no to these emails and I want her to be saying yes to these collaborations or thinking about it. So uh -huh. this isn't working. And I'm like saying, why did you say no to this one? And doing it onesie twosie and that's not, okay, well, what else? Something, I need to do something different. So maybe I need to be more open that she can ask me those emails. And it's not a bother if she's going to ask me, you know, every week send me three or four screenshots of, is this okay? Or is this not okay? Yeah, I would love that. I'm, I have time. Um, so just doing things like that, like reframing and not getting mad at her, you know, what can I do to change so that this does work? Cause like right. you can't change someone else. So I think that's been one of the good things that I've realized too. Like, well, how can I put her for success so that we can continue and move forward? So, so it's been, it's been, it's been good. Um, cause that, so we had her 2019 yeah. and then it was this past summer. I was feeling super overwhelmed. Like there was too much going on. I think it was May timeframe and Jenna, while I love her, she is not the eye of creativity for a graphic is not, not her strong suit. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. That's fine. We need every type of person. Um, and so then I was kind of like, I feel like we need more help. And so then that's when I started interviewing for another assistant. And so now I have Emma, she's remote and she does um, all of my like Canva or my graphics for me that I post in stories. And then she does some of my YouTubes and odds and ends and stuff. So it's been um, great having her on and offloading more for me. So yeah. <laughs> definitely recommend assistance if you need one. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and I think, I mean, you know, to reach certain le levels of success, you have to go through those progressions, but you also have to learn how to delegate. And that's not an easy thing to do when you're used to doing it all. Like at some point it becomes necessary, right? Where you're like, all right, I need to delegate this because I just don't have enough bandwidth to get it all done. But there is also, I think that piece of like, yeah. Um, I got, I really have to trust you to get that done. Right. Because I know I would do it really well, but I, I don't know if you're able to do it really well yet. Yeah. And I think, I think that a lot of people struggle with the delegating. I, I, I think I'm good at delegating. The only thing is when it's your own personal brand <laughs> and you want it to be just so, and I do, cause I'm so type A and just a little psychotic. Um, and so that is something that makes it kind of difficult for people because it's your brand, your name. And um, then that's another skill, learning how to train someone and coach them through and saying why I don't like that there because there's not enough space or whatever it is. Can you do it this way? And then and then you see it improve when you actually teach versus just saying move that there or whatever. Um, so I don't know, but it's been good. Yeah, I love that. So for you, you know, what's the next thing that you're working on? Or is there any uh, 
things exciting for you in the next year or two that you're really working and hoping to grow inside of your brand? Yeah. So I think as far as growing, I mean, long-term goal, I would eventually love to have a collaboration with a brand at Nordstrom or something, um, my own line of clothing or something like that in the future. That's like my overreaching goal. Um, I think for like a more shorter term goal this year, I think it's just trying to figure out, I mean, it's been so difficult to grow on Instagram and I'm on yeah. TikTok too. Yeah. And my, I would say my goal is more, how do I, how do I continue to grow my brand? And obviously like, I'm still making money and making more money. It's just, how do I like continue to grow that even more? Um, I think that's one of my, that's one of my goals this year. Um, and then I'm also, I got an interior designer and I'm so excited to help me fix with my condo. And so that's something that's exciting coming this year. Um, I bought a condo last year. I didn't get to pick like all of the things for it. And so I just, I don't know. And that's fun. People like that content too. So it's all just a win-win all around. Um, So I'm really excited to, I actually have a meeting um, with Fox Homes and they're in Minnesota next week or next Friday. So I'm super excited to meet with them and get more. They have like some of the stuff finalized, but not yet. Um, So that should be, so hopefully more home content coming for me. I love it. Well, that's awesome. Well, Emerson, I want to thank you so much for sharing your story and just the pivotal moments I, you know, I think about, hey, going out to Villanova and uh, not really knowing anyone, but getting integrated with new people. And then that, you know, just allowing you to get to know people as you moved each and every time, enjoying your job, but then deciding, hey, this Instagram opportunity, my sister's got an account, I want to have an account, <laughs> and, and what yeah. it's been able to grow just into copying. for you. No, but I appreciate you sharing your story and I'm excited to continue to follow it. Uh, we'll make sure to highlight where they can find you and yes, the different websites so they can check out your style. Guys, she has phenomenal style. You know me, I always love to talk about fashion. So she's got it. You'll want to follow. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Yes, yeah, so you can follow me everywhere uh, at Classy Clean Chic. I have Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. Um, I do have a blog too, classycleanchic.com. Um, yeah, and just come say hi. I'd love, you know, love you guys to come follow along for fashion. If you're a man and you want men's fashion, help me find a husband because then there's an open rec for a male fashion portion of my blog. So just a little, little plug there. Um, but yeah, this was so fun. I love it. Well, Emerson, thanks again. And we'll look forward to following up soon. Okay. Thanks so much. It's so much fun to hear Emerson's story and the pivotal moments from growing up and then deciding, hey, I want to travel outside of my natural environment to a college that's away. And she had to refine skills to then going into engineering to then wanting to start a blog and to start telling people about her fashion. And today, that's what she does full time. Emerson, thanks so much for sharing your story. And I hope you all found it very intriguing.